Finds a block, cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Welcome back, everybody, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. It is Thursday. Almost the end of another week, getting closer to another Packers football game. Been a lot of stuff that's happened since the Packers doused the Bears in ownership on Sunday. So let's get right to it. First of all, before I jump in, I have to say I had a great time guest hosting the Marquez Valdez-Scantling show on Tuesday with Todd Varney, Jacob Westendorf doing some other things. So I was happy to fill in. Awesome conversation With MVS, I got put in my place for deeming Christmas Day the Phoenix Suns versus Warriors. MVS quickly reminded me it's Packers-Browns. And he said a couple times on that show that all he wants for Christmas is to beat the Browns. So uh, this is a dude that is absolutely committed to helping this team win. And it was awesome to to chat with him a little bit, get to know him. If you didn't check it out, get over to the YouTube page. Uh, for Game On Wisconsin and check out that show. Had a great time, great conversation as always. A lot of fun stuff. So talking Packers here, we've had back at practice on Wednesday and returning to practice was David Bakhtiari. Finally, since his knee scope procedure, Bakhtiari is not practiced. So he returned to practice, jogged out on the practice field. Now, this is obviously a step in the right direction. This is not a will-he-play-on-Sunday type of situation. David Bakhtiari is not going to play on Sunday against the Ravens. But he is able to practice. And I think that if we're looking for a game that he comes back for, home on Christmas Day against the Browns, sounds pretty good to me. And that is one week from Saturday. So it gives him just over – that gives him 10 days – to get ready to return to the field, and it would be just shy of one year since he tore his ACL in practice and has not played. So that would be obviously a very big help to an offensive line that has continued to find ways to survive these really good teams. The Bears didn't have Khalil Mack, but they did have Robert Quinn, and Robert Quinn started off hot when the Packers were in their scripted play. Robert Quinn gets a sack. Of course, he ruined his own mojo by mocking the belt, and then he did nothing else the rest of the game except watch the Packers walk all over them once again. But the Packers offensive line settled in, figured it out, and they're they're just they're getting production in places that we never imagined that they would. Now, unfortunately, Billy Turner goes down. He leaves the game with a knee injury. He did not return. And the big question was. Did this Packers offensive line just lose its last preferred starter on the offensive line? So if you think about what the Packers envisioned, you know, go back to before David Bakhtiari got hurt last year. All right, the Packers don't have Josh Myers yet. 
They don't know that they're going to draft him, but I think they already know that they're not going to re-sign Corey Lindsley. So center's a question mark. You could put Lucas Patrick out there, and if you if you say that, then Lucas Patrick has pretty much been, you know, the, the preferred starter. But Josh Myers was that week one, and he's been hurt. So you go back to last year, Bakhtiari hasn't played. Elton Jenkins, done for the season. At center, you had Corey Lindsley, but obviously they weren't going to bring him back, so he's a question mark. Josh Myers was the preferred starter week one. He's out. Lucas Patrick was the right guard last year. Now he's the center. Okay, I guess you could say he's been out there and Billy Turner's now hurt. So all of these guys have gone down, these big key pieces, and that's a problem for the Packers. It's been an issue for them because this is the protection for the quarterback. This opens up the running lanes, all of those things. But here we are. The Packers are 10-3. and They have the number one record in the NFL. They're obviously atop the NFC if they have the number one record in the NFL. And they're just making do with guys like Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., Royce Newman. Just throw guys in there. And everything will just magically be okay. Well, Billy Turner's not going to play this weekend. It's going to be interesting to see how the Packers are going to do this on the O-line. And who's going to go where? I still don't think you push Bakhtiari into starting before he's ready. And I don't think that the Packers will do that. I think they'll be smart about this situation. It is a big game. They can't afford to lose any. They have four games left. And if they win out, they keep the one seed. And we'll talk more about how that's going to shake out in a minute. So the offensive line, obviously going to be a big, big question mark. The tackle situation. Now, Dennis Kelly filled in for Billy Turner. And you would assume Kelly would probably get the start if he struggles on Sunday, then they have to figure something else out. But if you're able to put Dennis Kelly out there, then you've got guys who are playing at positions that they've been playing all year long. Kelly's really the only sub because the two guards are Runyon Jr. and Newman who have been playing. Lucas Patrick's been at center for many weeks since Josh Myers went down and Yash at left tackle. So I think for this game, the Packers are okay. And this is why you signed Dennis Kelly. He's a much... I think I, I think a better version of Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner was okay last year, but I think Dennis Kelly still offers more than Wagner did. And that's why they went with him. Kelly started many games for the Titans, and he's got that experience. And, you know, I mean, I don't I didn't hear his name much on Sunday night against the Bears, so I guess that's good. When you don't hear an offensive lineman's name, that is a good thing. So it is good news that David Bakhtiari is back at practice, absolutely. And if he can, the sooner he can come back and play, the more versatility that the Packers have on their offensive line. If they like Yash and they want to roll with the hot hand, you put David Bakhtiari back at left tackle, obviously. You're going to put him at his natural position at left tackle, and then you move Yash over to right tackle if you believe in him as a right tackle, and then Dennis Kelly rides the bench, and he's there for depth purposes. And again, herein comes the same thing that I feel like I say every single week. The right guy's playing the right number of snaps. I don't know that you want Dennis Kelly starting a game anymore at this point. I think you want him to be able to fill in if he needs to, but he's not your long-term solution. If Billy Turner's not going to be a season-ender, That's really good news. But how soon can he come back? We're not sure. You have some tough games. You've got a decent pass rush for the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day. The Vikings have a a pretty decent defense, and they're going to need some help in that game, even though I think the Lambeau field effect and the Packers absolutely needing to give Minnesota one and punch them in the mouth. I mean, they haven't beat the Vikings since week one of last season. It's time. It's time to do it, and it's time to do it in front of the home fans and bring in the new year, ring in 2022 in a a grand way by knocking the Vikings off, clinching this division. Of course, the division may be clinched by then anyway, and we'll talk, actually talk about that as well. 
But the offensive line, they need their guys back. Now, I, you know, back at practice also, Jair was still practicing. Jair Alexander, closer to playing. We don't know if he's going to play this weekend at, at Baltimore. I'll say this about Jair. When he's ready to play, he's going to play. They're not going to hold him. They're not going to save him. They're not going to anything anymore. It's not going to be strategic. If Jair Alexander can play, he's going to be out there. And the Packers secondary is going to be the last thing that any opposing offense wants to see. This is going to be a phenomenal defensive showing by a secondary. And I mean, this is taking us back to the the days of 2010 where they had Woodson, Tremont, Nick Collins. Just an incredible group of guys playing back there. And it's really, really exciting to think about. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Jair may not play at Baltimore. And if he doesn't, then we roll our hope into Christmas Day for the Browns, right? Not at practice, Zadarius Smith. Still not practicing. Now, we keep seeing all the encouraging posts on social media, but he's not showing up at practice. So what's going on there? Not sure. He hasn't been, you know, activated. Uh, hasn't been ruled out for the season. So that's a good thing. I have to tell you this right now. I just, the way that this season has gone, guys going down every week, guys not coming back from injury quickly. We keep thinking they're coming back and then they're not. I legitimately believe I legitimately believe it's very possible that the Packers are going to be sitting at the week of the conference championship game. And finally, in that game, they will get all of the players that are not on injured reserve back for the first time on the same field for for the one game that matters the most, the NFC Championship game, and watch that be the thing that tips the Packers over. And they finally get past the bugaboo of the NFC Championship game because they've got David Bakhtiari. Jair Alexander, Billy Turner's back, Zadarius Smith. It's it's just <laughs> at I, Josh Myers. Josh Myers may come back. I just it's 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 that's what I think is going to happen. So you heard it here first. If it does, going to be a lot of fun. Zadarius not a practice now. Z um, obviously you're not going to say you don't want Zadarius Smith on your football team, but this duo of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, I just man the Packers. <laughs> Joe Barry, either Joe Barry is a wizard or there is something in the air. These guys are playing lights the hell out. 12th overall pick, Rashawn Gary. Do we still, is there anybody out there who still says, hey, you know what? He wasn't worth that pick. I don't think so. Goody does it again. He got it right. How the hell he does it, I don't know, but he got it right. Rashawn Gary is a player. Rashawn Gary is a Packer. He will be re-signed. He will remain a Green Bay Packer. Incredible. Preston Smith tearing it up on the field. Big strip sack. Big plays against the Chicago Bears. And the subject of a Will Compton tweet this week with himself laying on a, I don't know, it was some sort of a, it looked like an R&B album cover. And I'm really curious to, to hear what the players, uh, MVS said they were going to give Preston a really hard time about it in the locker room. I'm really curious to see if anyone says anything in the media about the kind of flack that he gets. I would love to see Preston Smith get a big sack this weekend and then just kind of lay down and mock his own pose as the sack celebration. I think that would that would be fantastic. Obviously, he can't take shirt off. You know, that would be a little weird. I don't know if that would probably be penalized, but... That fantastic, absolutely fantastic stuff. Such such good personality on this Packers team, but they're getting by and they're playing well and they're doing really, really good things, except for special teams. We're going to talk about that too. So I talked about seeding. 
and the Packers winning out. So the question was if, because you've got kind of a, a three-horse race and there's a fourth one that's lingering around. So the Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Arizona Cardinals are your three. And you've got the Dallas Cowboys kind of lingering around as your as your four. So if they all win out, let's which can't happen because the Cardinals play the Cowboys. So they can't all win out. But let, let's say the top three all, all win out. Right, so you have a you have fourteen and three finishes uh, between those top three teams. The question is: Is will Tampa or Arizona re overtake? Well, obviously Arizona can't overtake Green Bay because of the head to head. Can Tampa overtake Green Bay if they also finish fourteen and three? The answer is no. Even if Tampa Bay wins out, they are the two seed. The Packers would be your one seed. So they really truly do hold their own destiny in their hand. They cannot be overtaken because of a technicality or a conference record or anything like that. So that is uh, the obvious way to the top seed. The Rams did the Packers a huge favor on Monday Night Football, beat the Cardinals. And so now Green Bay has their destiny in their hand. I went through the ESPN playoff machine. I think I picked very, very conservatively as we went through here. So I do I obviously had the Packers winning out. I think their, their toughest test and challenge is going to be this weekend at Baltimore. And a couple of question marks there we'll get to. So you've got the Packers as the one. I have Tampa as the two at 14-3. and three. Their schedule is extremely soft. I legitimately think Tampa is going to win out. So if the Packers don't, they're probably not winning. They're, they're, they're not going to get any help from Tampa, and they'll have to be the two seed, and they may have to go to Tampa Bay in the conference championship game if they're fortunate enough to get there. And then as the third seed, I had Dallas because I had Dallas beating Arizona on the road. Arizona's got to go to Dallas, and DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season. The regular season, he may come back for the playoffs for the Cardinals, and I think they're going to struggle. So I actually have the Cardinals finishing 13-4, and four, and they finish as the fourth seed, and Dallas leapfrogs them, and they finish 13-4. and four. They're, the, they're the three seed. And then in the, five, in the uh, fifth seed is the Rams, sixth is the Niners, and seventh is Washington. No Vikings in the playoffs, according to my projection. So we'll see if that ends up being the case. On the AFC side, who cares? I didn't even get into it. I, I picked a bunch of stuff or whatever. And if, if anyone's curious who the one seed on the AFC side was in my my little uh, simulation here, it was, of course, the New England Patriots, right? Because it's it, the Packers are finally going to face the Patriots in a Super Bowl. They're going to get a chance to go up against Belichick and no Brady. But they that'll be because they already beat Brady on their way to get to that Super Bowl if they're going to face the New England Patriots. But, you know, I mean, you've got the Titans, Chiefs, and Ravens. And don't forget the Chargers, Bills, and maybe the Colts. We'll see. So that is the good news. Players are starting to come back. The Packers are benefiting from the bye week. The news on Billy Turner is not awful. He's not going to play this week. but And I think the Packers will be fine. If David Bakhtiari is coming back, then I think you know you, they, they can figure it out. They can figure it out and get by. You got Big Dog, too, who can jump in there and help out. He's still stonewalling guys at his age. And, and this Packers team is very focused, very dedicated. Got no worries about it at all. So the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is a question mark. He did not practice on Wednesday. Doesn't mean he won't play. Hasn't been ruled out. So he might get a chance to practice Thursday, Friday. We'll see. That's another marquee matchup now. You had Rodgers Mahomes that got ruined because of COVID and Rodgers being unable to play. And you got an opportunity now for another NFC-AFC matchup, which won't rear its head for a while. Rodgers versus Lamar. And Lamar Jackson looks like he could be a long shot to play. Now also running rampant throughout the NFL is COVID. 
In, in fact, I think all three of the NFC North teams outside of the Packers are dealing with some COVID issues. And the Packers have yet to face the Vikings and the Lions. And if they have COVID problems, remember, if there's a forfeit or if there's a mass outbreak and the league has to forfeit a game, nobody gets paid. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think the league will avoid that at all costs. But something to keep an eye on. The Browns are also uh, one of those teams, I believe, that was listed there. So it's going to be interesting to see who can play in these games. And how this is going to impact the NFL and how it's going to impact players going into the playoffs. And how do the Packers protect this magical season? And speaking of protecting this magical season, one of the things I think the Packers are going to struggle with this weekend is is they're going to be playing a Ravens team that emphasizes and plays pretty sound special teams. Head coach John Harbaugh, former special teams coach. And so the Packers once again put out a dumpster fire performance on special teams against the Bears. Just awful all around. Things that I just can't, I, I can't explain to you what is happening. Why did Malik Taylor touch the ball up against the sideline? A player who's been smart and heady and trusted as the kickoff returner last year, even though he's the least dynamic player I've ever seen return kicks. But he still is the most trusted guy by the Packers. Makes a huge blunder. Corey Bajorquez bombs a punt down to the four-yard line. The Packers have a guy down there. I think it was Oren Burks, if I'm not mistaken. He misses a tackle on Grant. Grant somehow sneaks his way to the outside, burns up the sideline, and gone. 96 yards to the house. You had the many kickoffs that didn't find the end zone. Then finally, Mason Crosby does hit the end zone. So if he can kick it into the end zone, my question is, what are we doing? Why aren't we just doing that? If you've got the leg to get it there, get it there. Don't pop it up. That's not that's not the way to attack this thing. You've got an onside kick try. MBS bobbles ball. It's just it it's just, you know, it's a slick football in the winter time. I get that. But it what is it with special teams? I've long asked, where is Matt LaFleur when this team is in their meetings, in their special teams meetings? Is he involved? I, I talked about it in, la, in the last show. He talked to, to Joe Barry when he had issues with the defense. What kind of conversations is he having with Mo Drayton? Then Tom Silverstein reports on Wednesday, this was hilarious, that Matt LaFleur said, Brian Gutekunst, GM, Brian Gutekunst is scouring other practice squads and rosters for special teams help. Really? Really? Just now? December 15th? We just now figured out that it's a good idea to try to maybe find some better players on special teams? I don't, I mean, don't hate the idea, but, you know, I mean, the practice squad is, is you know, these aren't guys that have played much, but if, if they've done anything on their, their respective teams, they probably were elevated to play special teams. So there's some film on them. I mean, Roswell Douglas came from from a practice squad, so maybe Lightning can strike twice if Goody can find somebody, but, or, you know, they find a magical gunner or kamikaze on kickoff, but really, we're just, we're just now looking into this? This is... This is the most obvious and and thing that we've all been waiting for the other shoe to drop. And when the playoffs come around, is this the thing that's going to derail this season? Because right now it looks like that's what it's going to be. Some stupid moment. Peter, Peter Bukowski talked about it on Lockdown Packers. He talked about the stupid game that we know uh, that that no one wants to remember. Where there were two special teams issues that cost the Packers dearly in that game. Conference championship game. And if it's going to happen, that's what it's going to be because the teams that get to the conference championship are probably good at special teams. 
somehow the Packers may get there despite their special teams. But this whole this whole thing, this could be an area where the Packers blow this game. If it's too close and they don't get ahead and they, they can't jump out, if, if, if Lamar Jackson cannot play, the Packers absolutely have to take advantage of this thing. They've got to try to build an early lead and force the Ravens to do things that they just cannot do because their starting quarterback is not out there. The Ravens have some injuries as well. They are, are, are dealing with it, and they're fighting, though. I mean, they're fighting right now. I mean, in, in my projection, I have the Ravens actually uh, winning the division. That may not may not be the case, may not be what ends up happening. But I've got them winning the division and finishing 10-7. and seven. So that can't happen if they don't maybe start winning now. So they're going to come out to play, and they're going to be motivated. And John Harbaugh has been the the head coach of the Ravens for many, many years, and I don't think he's lost too many games to the NFC at home. So the Packers did win last time they were there in 2013. Those were obviously two very different very different teams. I remember in that game a couple things. I remember Nick Perry getting a big sack right before the half, and I remember Randall Cobb taking a shot from Matt Elam, the safety, the first-round safety who I was kind of high on. And... Um, Ended up getting a leg injury and he, he was out for he was out for a while. And I think Rodgers got into got into somebody's face and there was there was some stuff that went on. But the Packers won that game and uh, they beat the Ravens and they're gonna have to do it again and they they have to win because this is a, a, the golden opportunity. But if it's a golden opportunity, the Packers have to start emphasizing special teams and they got to start doing better. They just do. I mean, kick the damn thing out of bounds if you're if you're punting. Kick it out of bounds. You know, I, I don't care if you give up some yards. I know Bajorquez can kick it 80 yards. I don't care. Kick it out of bounds. If you're Mason Crosby and you're not sure you can get it to the end zone, kick it out of bounds. I'd rather, with the defense the Packers have, I would rather that, I'd rather just have them start at the 45 than risk them starting at the Packers 30 or getting into the end zone again or housing one again. It just, I my heart can't take it. It I, I just can't can't take it anymore. So, I think the Packers will find a way to win this game. They're just too dialed in. They're too focused, and their offense is, is too talented. The elevated play that they got from Alan Lazard in this last game, if he's going to come alive and you're going to get, obviously, really good production from Devontae Adams and MVS is going to make a, make a few plays here and there, then you're probably in pretty decent shape. Now, Jawan Winfrey was elevated to the active roster, which tells me that Equinemius St. Brown is not going to play. This week, Randall Cobb's not ready to come back if he comes back at all. Amari Rodgers is not ready to play on offense, so the Packers are going to be shorthanded at wide receiver. But if they can just lean on their top three and get some decent production from Mercedes and Josiah DeGuara, you slip Aaron Jones out there because you got A.J. Dillon who can carry the rock and you, you kind of make Aaron Jones another receiver in this situation, I think the Packers are in pretty good shape. Dominique Daphne, I love to see him catch a ball or two. He just hasn't gotten himself into the involved. Hasn't gotten into the play yet. So I just I'd love to see it. I think they'll be okay. And again, you know, you run the football effectively, it doesn't even matter. Aaron Rodgers is not going to have to put up 350 yards and four touchdowns and, and no picks like he did last week against the Bears. He did that because he could. I don't know if he'll be able to do that necessarily against the Ravens, but if he can, go for it. Get a big lead and make make Baltimore have to have to play not their game because that's when the secondary can just, you know, get after it and ball hawk. Razul get after the ball. Savage, Amos, all those guys in the secondary. Just go eat. Get some turnovers. 
win this game. NFC, AFC games are always weird. So I hardly, it's, it's rare that you see a blowout. I don't think it's going to be that at all. I think it'll probably be, if, if it's more than one possession, I think it's maybe nine points, eight points different. I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but I think the Packers win, but it's close. It'll be a close one. And I think Green Bay's favored on the road, but I, I still think it's going to be a close game just because of the lack of familiarity. We've seen it. You know, earlier in the season, the Packers struggled. I mean, they had to, they had to, to on a prayer, get past the Bengals. And Cincinnati's been okay this year, but they haven't proven to really be worthy of, of that performance there. That would have turned out to be kind of a kind of a bad loss if Packers had not found a way to win that game against the Bengals. So Packers get it done this weekend. And I'm telling you right now, if they beat the Ravens the rest of the way, they're winning. They're winning. They're not going to lose on Christmas Day at home to the Browns. The Vikings aren't going to survive the cold. I don't care how talented and good all those offensive players are. Dalvin Cook is back and all that stuff. Great. Awesome. I don't care. I don't care. They're going to eat Kirk Cousins for, for dinner, lunch, whatever time that game is. He's going down. He's absolutely going down. And then the last game against the Lions, I mean, come on, man. They might call me to play. I, I'll, I'll play for free. I mean, just give me the buffet. Give me the buffet they feed the team after the game. I'll go play for that. You don't even have to pay me any cash. I would just play for the free food because, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. What can I say? Everything revolves around meals in the Midwest, right? So, oh, and I'm babbling. Uh, I'm going to get everybody out of here. Thanks so much for riding along with me at Quick Slants Podcast. Everyone, uh, enjoy the game on Sunday between the Packers and the Ravens. It's a rare opportunity to see the Packers play the Ravens. I think the Packers will get it done, get their 11th victory of the season, and move one game closer to the goal which is to be in Los Angeles for Super Bowl Sunday as players and participants in the game. Get over to Game On Wisconsin. Check out all the great shows, podcasts, articles, and all the great written pieces that we're doing over there. I will have the game recap up on Sunday. There will be another Quick Slants podcast on Monday recapping the game between the Packers and Ravens. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. We're almost there at another weekend. Stay warm, everybody, or stay cool, depending on where the weather is by you. Absolutely, everybody, stay safe as always, and go Paco. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 